0: what up everybody welcome to another episode of the two smart dummies podcast as always i'm your host marcus
1: and i'm your host b reed baby what's up man a whole bunch of nothing man you had a, your a nice in college football that you've been waiting for all year.
0: You know, it's about to get exciting. Um, I I wonder where where Alabama falls. Um, uh, probably not far. Yeah. Penn State losing helps. Uh, I'm still not ready to say Minnesota's for real, but uh, what an interesting weekend.
1: Yeah, man. Because. Uh... Like, Bama has this tendency of even when they lose. That's why I was hoping LSU was dominated. man. They were up by, like, 20, and I was like, man, if LSU can escape this game and win it by, like, 24 or something decisive, then we could finally get Alabama the fuck out of here. (laughs) You don't have to worry about them for the playoffs.
0: Yep. But sure enough. But you know that ain't going to happen.
1: Fucking second half, they hold them scoreless for damn near, what, 15, 18 minutes or something and catch up. Yep. Make it a close game. That's a four-point loss for Bama. To LSU, who is a question whether it's LSU or Ohio State, who's the best team in the nation? So it's it's not gonna matter in the grand scheme of things. It's gonna so if you got a one-loss team like a OU or Oregon, you're gonna be really really fighting for a Bama squad unless Aubrey can pull it off. And you know with that with that defense, that secondary, if uh if Bow can get hot, I mean he could do some of the same things. That secondary is not elite. The problem is, is that pass for us Jennings, that dude's a monster.
0: So, I keep trying to figure out, and I, I was trying to let it slide, but why do you keep saying OU?
1: Because OU always, I'm confu- OU always has a tendency to do that. So, they're always going to be in the race. As long as they don't lose again, they did look horrible. But Iowa State always has a tendency to make them look ho- horrible, especially with Hurts' unwillingness to throw. He used to get Baker Mayfield the same, try the same kind of trouble. Yeah,
0: but but you think you think Oklahoma's gonna? What are they ten?
1: They always start like I think one time they were like twelve. They all I'm telling you, bro. I've been OU fan for a long time. This all you think happened.
0: they gonna jump? You think they gonna jump? Oregon, Minnesota, Utah, Penn State, Alabama, and Georgia.
1: So most of those teams gotta play each other. That's what I'm saying. So OU's gonna. I finish. Mean, next next week they got Baylor who's Baylor's 9-0, so they got a 9-0 Baylor team. They got uh, somebody in between that. Then they got OSU. Baylor probably wins out. Then they play Baylor again, so even if they beat Baylor, they'll be playing a 9-1 Baylor team on the last week doing conference championship if they they do that. And I'm not sure they will because OU's look horrible. So I'm just saying hypothetically the same thing we're going to say about Oregon. Hypothetically, if OU wins out these next four games, it's going to be against Baylor. Oh, uh, Oklahoma State and then Baylor again, who Baylor should be nine and zero when they place them, and then have one loss when they face them. And the only loss would be to OU, so they could they could end the year strong enough with a big tail, tw- big, with a Big Twelve title, which meaning they would only have one loss a Big Twelve title in the year, beating a ranked team twice. When, uh, Oregon, if they haven't played Utah, won't they have to play?
0: Yeah, they haven't played Utah yet. Okay,
1: so they eventually have to play Utah, right? Correct. So it only can be Oregon and Utah.
0: Yeah, but all those losses look better than a Kansas State loss. I mean, maybe it's is always. I mean,
1: one year we lost Iowa State. <laughs> it's always a bad loss. On yeah, but OU's you record. you
0: got you got to treat you got to treat each year differently. You can't just go by what they Bro, did a couple you, years ago. This has literally
1: happened like the last six years in a row. Go look it up. All the losses OU has, except for the Texas loss last year, is always bad. They always have an early terrible loss. But I'm telling you, because the way the season pans out, all the teams that you just named have to play each other. You know what I'm saying? So they they have to meet each other. And then you got Georgia. Georgia's going to end up playing LSU or or Bama in the conference championship game. You got Utah and Oregon going to end up facing off. Minnesota's going to have to play Ohio State or Michigan somebody. (laughs) <laughs>
0: well, Penn State and Ohio yeah. State play next week.
1: Yeah, so everybody is facing each other. Even though it looks like you're out, these all these teams, like you said, the early part of the season was so light. Now you're getting into the heavy part of the season where all these teams have to face each other. I don't know what's going to happen. Now, personally, I'm an OU fan. I don't think OU is going to win out. I think they're going to lose. Um, even if they do get in the college football playoffs, I think they're going to get washed. And I'm a an OU fan. I think they'll get washed because I don't think Hurts can throw like that. He he has a tendency to roll out the pocket and get uncomfortable too quickly. But
0: so who's pay- better, LSU? Who's been more impressive? I should say LSU or Ohio State to this point. Not not who's been more dominant. Yeah. Who's been more impressive? Well,
1: just just because LSU beat Alabama, I would have to say LSU. You know what I mean? But agreed. If I'm just looking at the play on the field. Ohio State looks damn near unbeatable. You know what I mean? That, and
0: they just got their best player suspended for four for four games.
1: I don't think that matters, man, cuz they just
0: Well, no, my, my point, that's my yeah. point. And they just get, you know what I mean with with that with which, you know what, I we're going to get to this in college basketball in a second. And in co- I mean, I'm tired of the NCAA, man. <laughs> I mean, it's just this is this is a joke. Yeah. It really is. And and there, at some point the NCAA's hypocrisy is going to come back to bite them in the ass. This is ridiculous.
1: So do you want to discuss that portion of it right now, you want to finish? So, you... No, we can.
0: So Chase Young suspended for four games because he took a loan from a family friend, which turned out to be um, an agent in somewhere or another, but he fully paid the loan back. The loan was to fly his girlfriend out to uh, uh, the Rose Bowl in LA for uh, last year. And like I say, he paid the loan back. Now, and, how do you, how do you um,
1: find out about these things? This has got to be like a whistleblower situation. Somebody told on them, I'm assuming.
0: Uh, it's got to be. I don't know. You know, but it's the same thing with the University of Memphis. The, the future um, number one pick, number one draft pick, or potential number one draft pick, James Wiseman, with the University of Memphis, has been suspended. Um, well, has been ruled ineligible. Uh, Memphis got a court order to um, block it. Uh,
1: put postpone. that suspension
0: off, postpone the suspension. But, um, again, if you're college basketball, if you're if you're the NCAA, you have the potential number one draft picks in both the NFL and NBA, potentially. Why would you want to take them out of the game for something so silly? So, Penny, before he was the coach of Memphis, helped move this kid, James Wiseman, from Nashville to Memphis, um, which, okay, whatever, yeah, I get I, it. I can, and maybe that. I can see
1: why, because Penny... When Penny first became the head coach, the eyes was on him anyway, because oh,
0: and you know the blue blood programs were pissed yeah. off. The, the you know uh, uh, Coach K, uh, um, uh, Bill Self, or anyone I or they, John Calipari I
1: think they spoke about it. like somebody was saying something because you know Penny came in and then he put together that NBA staff of like former NBA players mm-hmm. they like built a facility. Mm-hmm. He has like NBA trainers in there and then people start saying like he has an unfair advantage or something like that. I remember yep. reading about something like that over the summer.
0: And and all those coaches were unhappy and you already know they were like yo this is illegal this is what he did. We were doing some digging. And but if you're the NCAA so what, and man? Like he, you're hurting yourself.
1: And then he comes in and gets the number one draft James Wiseman, like a seven foot two freak athlete that can shoot through. Who looks
0: like a monster? <laughs> Who? I mean, he got what twenty eight and, and twelve and, and twenty two minutes or something like that yeah. the other night.
1: He, he's a prospect like Cat, but I think he may be a little bit further along than Cat because Cat looked like a kid when he came out. Like he sure he's playing for like the Dominican and all that stuff, but. He looked like a kid. This kid looked like he's fully ready to go now. And he should because he's been... That's why I say it is kind of an unfair advantage because he's been with Penny for so long. And Penny's been preparing him for the NBA since like what? Middle school or something? Because he's been on yeah. Penny's A-U team.
0: But so what? Who cares? <laughs> like is is it really a, a big deal? It's, I don't think it, it is, but... It's not. They say, say fairness for competitive
1: advantage. You know?
0: But... You know, I I'm done, and you know what? I'm already I already don't even like college basketball. There's really no reason for me to watch college basketball other than Arkansas. I mean, I'm from Memphis. I would have kept an eye on Memphis, but I mean, the one thing I like, I tried to flip over. I was out of town, um, and you know, just flipping over, and um, I was like, yeah, all right, college basketball kicking off. One verse, two, three verse, four. And they some boo-boo ass games, man. Like 51, nobody wants to watch that. (laughs) Do you want to watch 51 to 38? No. It's overcoached. You you get no freedom in these games. It's terrible to watch.
1: To play devil's advocate, what they say is it's terrible because they actually play defense. Now, we... It has nothing to do with that. Yeah, we, we know that it's not actually because they actually play defense. But that's what people that don't like the NBA says. They say that... You know those games are like that because it's an act. They're actually playing defense. They're actually—I mean—you're watching amateur basketball, so that's what it should yeah. be. You know what I mean?
0: You got—you got—you no, you can't get into a, to a rhythm because there's timeouts and fouls. I mean, there's Man, timeouts TV literally timeouts every four minutes.
1: Are fucking terrible!
0: Every four minutes—that's insane. Man. And then the, the fact that you, everything's a foul. Um, you got—you know—the coaches are really the stars who who just overcoach. You know, to to nauseum. It's just college basketball already sucks as a product. So why would you want to be taking, you know, how, wouldn't you love to have LaMelo Ball and, and James what Now you're telling me that that the top two picks in the NBA draft aren't even going to play college basketball this year? That's crazy. Yeah, I
1: mean, they're, they're, it's, it's really hurting themselves. And things like this happening with Wiseman, that's why I said earlier in the year that the NBL, isn't that what it's called? The NBL over yep. in... Yeah, NBL. Yeah, I think that they <laughs> they are in prime position to take over all that shit for the NCAA, just because the NCAA are being petty. When they did that agent shit, that was that was one. Now, they corrected that. But little things like that. Now, you're going to make James Wiseman miss the season? Now, what if Wiseman just says, before his case is over, says, fuck it. I'm pretty sure there's an NBL team that will take him right now. You know what I'm saying? absolutely. And then the collective bargaining agreement is coming up. They're already trying to expand the parameters of the G League The the NCAA got to get their shit together in the next two years, or there's not going to be an NCAA. It's going to truly be an amateur league because all the talent that can go professional is probably not going to go to the college college basketball anymore. They're probably going to start going to the G League and go to their tutorial program, or they're going to go to the NBL where they can get paid. But it's going to be a different type of environment that's going to change it. It might make it exciting for the tournament, but it's definitely not going to be exciting for all those regular season games.
0: And that's what I was gonna say. And the the call, we'll see if there truly are college basketball purists out there because you know now you're gonna get you're not getting those athletes that that are coming, um, you know, year in and year out. You're gonna get the the three year teams, the four year teams, which in the end may be a better basketball I, product overall. I was gonna say, but that, it, might, that
1: might be better for the NCAA if you get rid of the one and dones and you get rid of the players that are, you know, are are trying to stay three and four years. Because at the end of the day, what's going to happen is, at least you're going to have players that you can connect with. Because you're not going to... Right now, it's hard for you to connect. Like, I'm a North Carolina fan. We had Kobe White last year. Dude stayed for one year. He's gone. Didn't even see Cole him. Anthony yeah, the same. Cole Anthony's coming. We know Cole Anthony is not going to stay for more than one year. This isn't like before when we used to get, you know, Ty Lawson or Raymond Felton. You know, these players, I mean...
0: Sean May. Yeah,
1: used to get players that you can actually connect with, see them grow... Uh, and then when they go pro, you're happy for them. That's what you're going to start. That's I mean, I would prefer to see that and see players develop and grow instead of, you know, I love Cole Anthony, but shit, I mean, I don't have no connection with him. I know bad season, good season, he's gone. <laughs>
0: right, yeah, absolutely. And so, like I said, if you're college basketball, you, I mean, you're not doing yourself any favors, you know, as is, but as you said, you, you're definitely setting up an avenue to where, these guys are not going to come and play college basketball. Why should they? You know what I mean. And but that's if the NBA doesn't drop the ball. Because again, for the most part, nobody's watching G League <laughs> right now. But you you throw Lamelo Ball and James Wiseman in the D League or G League, and I'll check it out. Um, you know, if if they start televising NBL games, yeah, I'll check it out. Um, so college basketball as a whole, you already suck. You already suck. Except for you know, except
1: for March Madness.
0: Except for March Madness, but why not br- but you need those eyeballs. You need those eyeballs on the screen over no, But then again, how like I said, how many college basketball fans do you know? Like know, that that I mean, are I'm true
1: town, so I know a lot. I know yeah, a lot. But of do, are they like true the
0: diehard yeah. college basketball fans?
1: Yeah, cuz they don't like the NBA and they're, yeah, they're attached well. to Arkansas basketball. I mean, if you're watching Arkansas basketball, you're a true NCAA fan.
0: I, well, I mean, I watch Arkansas basketball. Yeah. I mean, that's terrible but,
1: basketball. If you're willing to watch terrible basketball, then you're a fan.
0: But at the end of the day, uh, I think it's a cultural thing. Because <laughs> most of us don't fuck college basketball like that. So, I, mean, I fuck with my um, team. Most
1: of the people that I know that watch college basketball, they're attached to a team. You know what I mean? It's nobody... Yeah that's just watching college basketball for the purity of the team. They they like Duke, they like Kentucky. I like North Carolina. They like yep. whoever they watch, and that's the team they watch. They're not just watching, you know, Purdue take on Texas. That's not happening, right? You know what I mean, the top team. Like I didn't watch the uh, the whole kickoff in New York because I don't, I don't. No. Really care. Now are
0: there are there still must see college basketball games? You know, like I mean, when, when was the last know, time you saw there was a must see?
1: Uh, is it North Carolina Duke or whoever Duke? I think it was North Carolina Duke last year. It's always is about, that a must see? Yeah, because it means Zion. So whoever Zion yeah. was facing when they were when he was facing top talent, but you know, I think always the North Carolina Duke matchup is always must see. I mean, it's one let's of the get best back robbers.
0: to uh, you mentioned Arkansas. Chad Morris fired after 22 games, zero SEC wins. Um, basically at eight and or was it I think 37 whatever it was 37 games he was eight and 20 eight, whatever I the math adds up to
1: I think it's like eight and you talking about from SMU too
0: no 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 just from Arkansas in Arkansas because I
1: feel like even from SMU the dude's like 12 and 40 or something
0: he's bad <laughs> and I know you said that you got to give him another year but myself as I was you know watching that game keeping tabs on that game um and arkansas fans around and really at this point people in general i mean i'm at the airport talking to a guy and they're like yeah you guys gotta get rid of him he's just in over his head and i mean if people who don't even like the team can say yeah this dude stinks uh it just it again it's it you're not fielding a competitive team if arkansas was losing by a touchdown two touchdowns that's one thing. All right, cool. He's building. We're in the right direction. But you're getting beat by 50 every single week by Western Kentucky. If you can't field a team that can be competitive with Colorado State, Portland State, San Jose State, Western Kentucky, you got to go, man. This is SEC. Like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I mean, I you was – You got to go.
1: I was, you know, last week I had a different stance. This week just kind of, you know, thinking about it. You can't lose like that to Western Kentucky. I mean, you can't get dominant. And the, the worst part is – You can't get dominated by Western Kentucky and your former quarterback, and you're supposed to be like a quarterback, offensive system guy, comes in and looks a thousand times better than he did last year. You know what I'm saying? You could say that about Western Kentucky when they're playing inferior competition, but if he comes in and he lights your team up and he looks unstoppable, and you let that guy walk out the door because you said that he wasn't talented enough or whatever, and that dude comes back and blows you out, it's the second year in a row that you lost the team because at at this point they're not even playing for I wouldn't be surprised if he stayed that you would have had another mass amount of uh, transfers because at this point in time it's not it's not just you know the upperclassmen trying to go do a better opportunity it's the players they don't like the coach they don't like the system and they don't like the style
0: now I want you and go ahead you're right. And I was going to say, and you got to nip that in the bud because recruiting long-term, you can't afford to have, I mean, as you said, they had 27 or 22 transfers last year. This is crazy. And I, I I get it. But, now you you know, at this point, you got to go. I mean, this is a Power 5 program. Unfortunately, you don't get the time that you would get at an SMU to turn it around. You don't get the time that you would get at a Kansas to turn it around. You know what I mean? This is a Power 5 SEC program. This isn't some, some Power 5, you know, Program that just wants to win six, seven games and you can stay there forever. That's not that. This isn't Vanderbilt. This isn't anything like that. You you have to win in the SEC or you're gone.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, just like I said, you can't afford for another. Like I was on the side because he did good. He did well at recruiting this year, but now I'm looking at how the team is playing, their effort. You, if he stayed, there were gonna be a lot of transfers again. Then you can never really get ahead of yourself because you're always working from behind because you're not recruiting. I mean, at this point, you're a down program in Arkansas and you're recruiting. So even though he is getting recruiting classes, you can't replace the people that you're losing. You know what I'm saying? With top-tier talent. So even when you coach these players up to do whatever they do, but you see no progression in the team, the team does not get better as the season goes along. They actually get worse. They were competitive early in the year in games, and now they just get blown out by 50, and it's not even – Coast that shows that there's a coaching problem. But with that said, I mean that's one of the reasons why I was saying that you shouldn't fire them because now I think that puts you in a situation where how do you get a quality coach in here without just massively overpaying for them? I mean I don't I don't yeah. know how you get them in here and even if you do, what type of leeway you got to? If I'm a coach and I'm coming to Arkansas, you better make that buyout like twenty five million dollars. Right, You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not leaving. If I'm a Norvell or I'm a Lane Kiffin and I'm at a place where I'm comfortable and they're letting me build and I don't have all that pressure, I'll come. But you better give me a massive buyout. You know what I mean? So I have some type of job security because I'm not coming here for the Arkansas Plans fans to be tripping whenever I don't exceed expectations and get the 9 or 12 wins they think I'm supposed to get. You better give me a big buyout and give me 2 to 3 years. And I would talk to them about that before I start.
0: And so I you know I just wonder where this coaching search is going to start um yeah, as you said Mike Norvell has Arkansas ties um you know that that's who most fans wanted in the first place uh I don't I don't think Lane to Kiffin him, is coming man. to Arkansas What's that? I
1: said it's not easy to get
0: him No he's that's not going to be an easy person to pick that that's a guy who USC is probably going to be coming open I mean that's a guy yeah. that's probably going to get some heads turning in other directions is, um Lane Kiffin we Clay Clay
1: is on the hot seat right
0: Oh yeah, they're gonna. I think they're gonna fire Clay Hilton. Um, they just brought in a new athletic director. Um, that that usually that's about the writing on the wall for that. Um, that's not his guy. Team's underperforming. Um, yeah, that, you've probably seen the last Clay Hilton. So Les Miles is in Kansas. Maybe he stays there. It's an easy cush job. He's got them p- competitive. Although Lane Kiffin. The, the, the avenue
1: there is that they're under investigation from all the shit now. A lot of that's from basketball, but there is a couple of things going on for football. So depending on how that's looking, I mean, less May. I mean, Arkansas yeah. would probably have to pay that contract to pay whatever the penalty yep. is. But I mean, like I said, you're gonna have to pay money to get a quality coach. Yep. And
0: that- but you, I mean, you you look at Arkansas. You look at you know it's okay. So Arkansas is open. If USC comes open, Florida State is open. Um, those are already two better jobs than uh, than Arkansas. So you could easily see. Um, Lane Kiffin just sliding right on up to FS to Florida State. Mark Mike Norvell will have oh, his I mean, his Les, choice.
1: Can you imagine less miles at Florida State, and he's close enough to LSU, or close enough to Louisiana. He's a players coach guy. Where people going to come to Florida State anyways? He could probably dominate at Florida State.
0: Maybe, um, <laughs> but you know Arkansas is good. SEC,
1: I mean, ACC isn't the SEC. Yeah, Clemson's right. good, but if you can talk players in there and get the type of talent that he's had at LSU in Florida with that speed, I mean, you can run that system and run through the ACC just on pure speed and strength alone.
0: Well, we'll see. Let's get to NFL, man. So Thursday night, we're recording this on Sunday. All right, all right. Uh, Sunday. Don't
1: skip over. Who are your four college football teams that you think will make it? Call them right now.
0: To get to Ohio State uh Ohio State LSU. Um I was I wasn't prepared for this. <laughs> uh I'm gonna say it's gonna be Ohio State LSU. <sighs> I think Oregon's gonna get in. Um one way or the other. If the, if they beat Utah, I think Oregon's in. Um What if Utah beats I, Oregon? Do you
1: think it's the same conversation? They only have one loss, right?
0: Yep. Yeah, I do think it's the same conference. I think the Pac-12 winner gets in. Uh, Pac-12 championship winner. I think they get in. Um, now, that said, Georgia, who I think is overrated, um, if they if they somehow win the SEC, if they if they beat LSU in the national championship or in the SEC championship, <laughs> maybe they get in. Or well, they'll, they'll definitely get in. Yeah. But uh, That's not gonna I'll do. I'll go. I think it's going to be LSU. Ohio State, Alabama, Pac-12 winner. That's what I think.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go. Are you the name Clemson?
0: Oh fuck. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's the tricky part. <laughs> now, now, what do you do? Right? I mean, I, I, it really uh, ain't
1: no decision. I mean, it's gonna. Come I think down Pac-12 12 winner gets in. You think? They get I think Pac-12 winner gets in. They get in over Bama. Bama. Bama, Bama beats Auburn.
0: If they don't, if come, Bama.
1: So let's say OU, Oregon. And Bama go undefeated, but Bama misses the championship game because LSU goes. Bama ends got, the hey, season got, with one loss.
0: You're not hey, listen, that's everybody wants and the SEC has been wanting that. Oh, well, what if you didn't win your conference. Alabama, you didn't win your conference. Sorry.
1: <laughs> that shit ain't happening. They are not letting Morgan it over Bama. Oh oh you I mean OU maybe. Maybe just off prestige and having Jalen Hurts. Maybe that's just, just how they travel and shit like that. But see, here's There's the thing: the the Pac-12
0: America. has not even been in the college football championship since it started. Exactly. They're not that. in the playoffs. They're not
1: going to get in because Oregon don't travel like Bama. Oh, OU. There's no way.
0: I no mean, way. It, it is a money grab, yeah. so we'll see. Um. Thursday night, Oakland Raiders pull out. Um a last second victory over the San Diego or Los Angeles Chargers. The London Chargers. Whatever the fuck you want to call them. I thought uh,
1: Jacksonville was the one.
0: But the no fan Chargers is what we'll call them. Um, Phillip Rivers looked horrendous. Derek Carr another game winning drive. Gruden called a great game. San Diego really sold out to stop the run. Josh Jacobs came and put a dagger in their back.
1: Um, I like Jacobs.
0: I like him. Uh, and Oakland has a, a nice stretch of games coming up. They're, they're going to play. Um, I know they play the the Jets. They play the Bengals in the next two weeks. And I think they play the Chargers, Chiefs, Broncos. I think that's how they finish out. Um, they have
1: a winnable schedule because even the Chiefs look vulnerable right now.
0: The Chiefs, yeah. The, oh, yeah. The Chiefs, Chiefs took a loss today. Um, I think, man, I really do think that the Raiders are a playoff team. Um, I, you know, I, I they're obviously they're. I don't think they're going to beat the Chiefs. Uh, they also have the Titans and Jaguars on the schedule, so a couple That's hard a games time. coming up. Yeah. Titans, but, and
1: Jaguars, Jaguars. Even though their records might not show it, those are tough teams to beat.
0: Winnable games, yeah. but yeah. The and they had the exact problem, opposite problem of the Raiders. the The Raiders defense is an atrocity, um, but the Titans offense is no good. The Jaguars offense is no good. So, I mean. The Raiders Nick are going to be fighting for that wild card spot Jacks,
1: you know, they, they, What's they that? They announced that Nick Foles will be the starter Yeah
0: and that will make a difference Because yeah, I mean, Nick, Nick Foles can carve your defense up
1: One thing he will do is he can't put 8-9 in the box like they were doing Against Gardner Minshew. Because that motherfucker closes his eyes And <laughs> throw that bitch up to you hope for Chalk the best He he doesn't care about picks He'll throw that shit up So that, That's going to open up the run game for Leonard Fournette So it would be interesting to see How he plays
0: Lamar Jackson, you think he's got a real shot of MVP?
1: I don't know why he wouldn't. I mean,
0: mean, that dude is incredible. That dude is incredible. I don't
1: think anybody was really picking the Ravens to be what the Ravens are and knocking off the Patriots. Their resume is pretty incredible. So saying that he's not in line for the MVP, why wouldn't he be? Like who would be, realistically, who's ahead of him from individual performances? You got Christian McCaffrey, but they're not really in the playoff hunt.
0: Right. Um, oh, well, they're in the playoff hunt, but yeah, yeah, no, I get what you mean.
1: Five, four, maybe. Um, who else? Drew Brees set out. Um, Tom uh, Brady, he, maybe. You know, I don't. Drew know. Brees
0: looked awful today. The Saints looked absolutely terrible today. Tom Brady um, hadn't looked excellent. You know, Tom Brady looked bad. Uh, who Who else uh, would it be? That's a good point. <laughs> I, I, just, uh, I don't.
1: I don't know. I mean, before Brissett got hurt, he could have been in the conference. Oh, Hopkins. I like DeAndre Hopkins. I mean not yeah, sorry. Not, for I'm not, not for Watson.
0: Watson. Deshaun yeah, Watson. Say, you're not giving a receiver MVP. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean Deshaun uh, Watson. Yeah. Slowly but surely, a team that has been creeping back in the AFC, the Pittsburgh Steelers, five and four, after a horrendous start. Mika Mika Fitzpatrick has been <laughs> Troy Palomalu. Yeah, um, Now it looks like they stole him from Miami. I mean, but Miami, again, if you know, when you make that trade, you thought that was gonna be a high pick. Steelers might mess around and make playoffs too. Who knows? Yeah, but I mean um, you, you,
1: you put a player like that on a team that in that system, that that's what that team is built for safeties. Built for yep. safeties. That that front seven lets those safeties roam back there and do a lot of different things, and he's taking advantage of that system one thousand percent.
0: Uh, the Bills lost to the lowly Browns. The Browns stink. God, the Browns stink. The Bills <laughs> overrated. Um, defense is good. Offense is hey, okay. Hey, hold
1: on. Hold, hold. Bills ain't that bad. Don't take away my Eagles quality win. <laughs> that's, nah, that's, that's a legit team <laughs> right there.
0: <laughs> the Bears pulled out a victory today with Matt Stafford not playing for the Lions, but the Bears look out awful. three touchdown he passes. But he got he he made three good throws and uh <laughs> you know the Bears barely beat the Lions. Um I don't have a ton to say about the NFL right now, um, you know.
1: I mean, I really – the only interesting thing about it will be I don't know. And, it, and it's funny because earlier, you know I mean, we were saying about these teams that we thought would dominate, but now all these teams, especially in the AFC, have shown so many holes. I really don't even know what to make of it. Like, now I, I think Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens have a legitimate shot at getting to the championship. I mean –
0: well, the, I mean, the AFC definitely is no good. We we definitely know that. Well, it definitely not as good as the NFC, I should say. Um the
1: Niners, man. The Niners look good. I mean, with that run game. They look really good. And that defense? That defense? It's it just man. They they look they they are what we thought the Rams were. You know, yep. a year ago. Now I just that's the thing about the NFL. I just don't know how how big a team's window is. People Start winning, and they think your window is for this long five, six year stretch.
0: That see, that's not football, no, right? Not. And and that's and that's really what makes the NBA so great is because what we'll get to the NBA because there there's some stuff with the NBA that i want to talk about I, that I'm like super fascinated by. Uh, but the NFL doesn't work that way, man. Like legitimately, if you're the hot team, you better win because there's only one team that's been good consistently. And that's the New England Patriots. Everyone else. You and, know, and that's a
1: product. You, a lot of that is the product of the conference they're in. They're one of the only, oh, well, no doubt about that. Where you finish first, and then next year, you know, there's not somebody challenging you every year. Yep, AFC East is the only conference that I can think of that it's like that. Every other conference has at least one team that's decent. And even if you get it, even when Seattle was good for a two year stretch, that means the GMs they like overcompensated, you know, what I'm saying for that. Then the Rams came, and that you know, what I'm saying so. It's not like that in the AFC. It hadn't been like that in the AFC for years. So they twenty have, years. They had that cushion of being able to win six games a year off of nothing, and then you get a couple of bottom feeders, and it's easy for them to win eight to ten games on a yearly basis and just coast and take off. It's like LeBron James with the Cavaliers. You can't stop yep. a dominant force when they can just coast into the playoffs rested. I mean, of course they're gonna beat you up.
0: So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what the AFC looks like. Um, I cannot tell you who's going to make the playoffs. You know, I'm, I'm the Chiefs. I'm liking these Ravens, man. I just like Chiefs it. are reeling. The Ravens are for real. Now, um, now, the,
1: now, but at the end of the day, Chiefs are fast as shit, though. The problem with the Chiefs is I don't trust Andy Reid, and I don't trust that defense.
0: That defense isn't great.
1: Yeah, I like I like the Ravens. I like the Ravens. Top to bottom. I like how they're coached. I like how the games manage. I like the system, how they call plays. I like how they make you defend. I mean, at the end of the day, if you get into a cold situation, they can just pound the ball with Mark Ingram and Lamar Jackson. You get into a situation where you're on turf and it starts being a high-flying, high-scoring game. Marquise Brown and Mark Andrews, they can do it. I mean, they're the most well-balanced team in the NFL, in my opinion. Well, in the AFC, let me say that,
0: and they and they they utilize all their tight ends, Mike and or Mark Andrews, Nick Boyle, uh, Is it Mack- Hayden Hurst. Yeah,
1: so so that's what I'm saying. So if it comes to a situation where say they have to go to New England in the snow, they're built there to go three tight yep. end sets and just yep. pound the ball. And then yep. if you want to go three tight end sets, you can always have Mark Ingram blocking for Lamar Jackson. You can even put that same situation with a Marquise Brown on the other side. And then you have to account for that player. You know what I'm saying? It, it. I just think that they can do so many different things well that it makes it very, very hard to defend them. And they're actually starting to get their rhythm because you're forgetting that this is a second-year quarterback. He's getting better as the season go along. Everyone laughed at him last year. That playoff experience that he got last year where he looked terrible for three and a half quarters, that fourth quarter, you know what? Nah, he didn't play, did he? Did he come in? A, it was Flacco the whole time, right?
0: Yeah. That uh-huh. no, was Flacco. Yeah. I that shit. No, no, no. He did. He yeah, did. You're right. He came in. Yeah.
1: No, he stuck with him. They kept saying, why don't you put Flacco in? And he yep. looked terrible that whole game. And towards the yep. end, he started making plays.
0: The second half, he came in. and he Or the, the fourth quarter, basically, yeah. it was like the last six minutes where he, he looked awesome. really good. I mean, yeah, he yeah. looked
1: awful the whole game. He looked like he wasn't even supposed to be an NFL quarterback. But then when it came down to winning time he showed that he was clutch. And the one thing Harbaugh said is I want him to get that experience so when we're in this situation again, he can fight through it. Now, if your coach has that type of confidence in you, I think they're going to be hard to put out in the playoffs because he's been through a ton of adversity. You know what I mean? And he's not going to yeah. just bow his head because he knows he has a defense that can always keep them in the game.
0: Yeah, Um the Ravens look beat, uh, unbeatable right now. I mean, we we know they're going to go through their ups and downs. But, again, I said it last week. I've been saying the past couple weeks. John Harbaugh, Coach of the Year. Uh, the, the way they built that team around Mark uh, 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 Lamar Jackson has been nothing short of incredible.
1: So, so we got the Niners and we got the Seahawks on Monday night. How do you think that game goes?
0: Man, shit, I hope they beat the hell out of Jimmy Caroppolo and break his hand. Man, uh all right, I don't hope that but I hope that I hope I hope he rolls his ankle or something cuz wow. uh I I really need a fantasy football win um <laughs> oh, uh, so it's selfish other than that um could be a great game you know uh I right, Jimmy I don't want you to get hurt long term I I just need you to miss the game okay Now now you Josh know,
1: Josh I, Gordon is he active or not I thought I thought he's not active right
0: I think he's game time that's is position. what they were saying. Yeah.
1: If he can be half, because f- because this isn't a system like, this isn't a New England system. This isn't, hey, I need you to run Chris routes, you know, timing routes, be on time, or I ain't going to throw it to you. That's not how Russell Wilson rolls. Fucking get open and I get it to you. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So if, if Josh Gordon can get in there and just, you know, be healthy, don't smoke, don't drink. Don't flunk a drug test Get your head together and just play these final games out He can be a dangerous A very very dangerous weapon for Russell Wilson Because you might be able to stop George Gordon on his first route You're not stopping him on those scramble shits Where Russell Wilson start rolling around
0: Yeah And I mean That's another person you can talk about for MVP Is Russell Wilson <laughs> um, he, He's in that conversation for sure well, you
1: 97.99% of the offense Year in and year out yeah, you're pretty unstoppable.
0: <laughs> you' are gonna hate them light skins, though. Okay, because he, you know,
1: hey, I don't know, man. I mean, it depends. Um, Depend on the season.
0: All right, let's get to the NBA. Mm-hmm. So your boy Dion Waiters <laughs> is suspended for ten games after consuming an edible and having a panic attack.
1: So, mm. so, so now the story is that I read that Dion ain't snitching. He ain't snitching. Somebody on the plane gave him the edible. He didn't, it wasn't his edibles. Now, by process of elimination, I'm going to say it's James Johnson.
0: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you it's, mean Tyler Hero ain't he sl- sliding the edible? No, nah,
1: Tyler Hero. There's only two people that I can look at on their roster and say, <laughs> it's either Jimmy Butler or it's James Johnson. <laughs> One of the two. <laughs> so,
0: My money's on James. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? And if you're Dion Waiters, it's not like you can say, yo, this is James Johnson's uh, edible, because James Johnson whoop your ass. Yeah, he can, what you is, know, what is he, a brown belt? Yeah,
1: he's like Jiu Jitsu. That's what I'm saying. So it's like they make making him seem like, oh, he ain't no snitch. Nah, whoever Nah, gave he's scared. It, it's only three dudes <laughs> that's guaranteed you going to whoop Waiters if they open their mouth. Yodonis Haswell, James Johnson, <laughs> or Jimmy Butler. It's one of those three dudes. Kay. Outside chance is Alonzo Morty, the coach. <laughs>
0: yeah. Outside. Outside chance.
1: But I'm looking but at those if, three dudes, and my number one
0: suspect is James Johnson. And and if you Dion waiters, you look over at James, James looking at you, you hey, you just gotta take the suspension, <laughs> brother.
1: <laughs> hey, and you had a fucking seizure. How many edibles did you eat? What are you eating? Right?
0: right? <laughs>
1: Come is. on, man. And he kay. he was already he was already on the some, some teammates set him up because I think this might be just what they need to void his contract. That's the yeah, only he, thing that is his
0: He ain't going to play another game for Heat. They're going to they gonna get his ass up out of there.
1: He got suspended from being nah, – he, he was already on the um, hot seat for being overweight. Then he had an attitude because he wasn't starting. And then you finally, you know, serve your suspension for that, get back on the team, playing, have a goddamn seizure panic attack from eating the edible out in L.A. Don't make no
0: damn sense what they doing there. Miami's not the place for that, gentlemen. No, sir. Nah,
1: man. Nah, Pat ain't going for that, man. Pat might put hands on him when he touched down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Pat might have been right, at the, right on the rear car with <laughs> <herb or> tarmac. <laughs> Straight hands. Pat hand. old school, man. Old school. You
0: know what I'm saying? So, um, I don't know if y'all know this, but, uh, Jokic is a very, very bad dude. Uh, another game winner this week, um, or today. If y'all haven't been watching the NBA, man, I don't, I don't know what you're watching, but there's so much going on right now. Uh, I, I, what what else are you watching?
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, through the week, <laughs> I don't
0: know. Nikola Jokic is a bad dude.
1: He is, man, but I still think the Denver Nuggets are missing something because he, cho- he picks and chooses. When he's a bad dude. Like that team should li- literally blow out the Minnesota Timberwolves. They blow like a nine or ten point lead. They had a nine or ten point lead. They blow that lead and go into overtime. And then Jokic he wins the game, but he wins it with a spin, fadeaway, step back. And you're it's imp-
0: saying, if it was dirt, you'd be like, Oh, that's just dirt.
1: No, don't fuck with dirt. You wouldn't heard me say that.
0: You know, but I mean,
1: what? but you know dirt. You know, Dirk is going to do that every time. At the end of the game, every game, Dirk is going to have the ball in his hand. You win or lose with me. If no Jokie starts doing that, I'll start giving him respect. The problem is he doesn't. Like, it should not be that close. He should be taking the game. I don't need Jamal Murray taking step backs for the game winner. I don't need Will Barton taking floaters for the game winner. If, if he doesn't step up and be the closer of the team, this team is always going to have problems.
0: So... People are upset with your boy Kawhi Leonard. Uh, the NBA didn't find the Celtics for or, or the uh, Clippers for giving out misleading information or inconsistent stories, I should say, regarding his injury. Look, man, we in November. If you hurt, okay, I get it. But come on, man, this low management stuff, I mean, because for, for the fans, like you and I, right? Like, obviously, we're fans. We're going to watch the game either way. But as trying to grow the game, I want to see Giannis and I want to see Kawhi Leonard. I want to see that, okay? Because I'm only gonna get one more chance to see it. It's primetime TV unless they meet in the finals. Um, sit out the first night of the back to back. Who are they playing? The the Kings or something crazy like that? The Warriors? Why, why? Come on, man.
1: Bro, this is a pop thing, man. This is I hate pop. Brought this to the NBA. I hate that it started to be like Pop used to say, resting because of what, aging or old or Age. some bullshit yep. like that. And he was notorious for doing this shit on ESPN or, you know, on the TNT broadcast and taking the easier game. What they're doing is, it's not really directed at e- the national televised game, but they're playing them on the lighter end of the back-to-back. And the, right. the the heavier end of the back-to-back is always the best team. That's why it's nationally televised. If you're playing Giannis in Milwaukee, that's going to be, you know, in November. That's a that's a heavy minutes game, you know what I mean?
0: If you're in the NBA, if you're if you're Adam Silver, do you send a note to teams and you probably can't do it this season, but that, you know what, if you're going to start sitting guys load management cuz I, I don't think the problem is load management, and There's only select a guy, few guys that trying, do it.
1: This is I think this is for the collective bargaining agreement. They're trying to shorten the season, man. They're trying to get the season down to 70 72 games.
0: Which which is fine. And I don't think it'll happen. You're not gonna get team? the you're you're not gonna get the owners to agree to give up that much money. You're not gonna get play. Uh, players might agree to give up Shit, that much money. You, money is are not you gonna what you give to be.
1: up. Are you gonna give back some percentages when I lose money? That's the problem. Like you can start pushing for these things, but in collective bargaining, it's a negotiation. What are you gonna give me to make me shorten the season by ten games and lose ten games of revenue? What right. Are you, what are you gonna get back? What are you willing to get back? And they're not gonna be able to. They're not gonna be they're not going to give back anything significant cuz that's going to affect um, that's going to um affect TV contracts right um uh, everything ticket sales arena sales it's too either much either way
0: money. the NBA needs to figure out a way to like hey low management fine we get it whatever y'all want to do but you sit out on a nationally televised game because if you're ESPN you're pissed you paid 500 something million you paid half a billion dollars for these NBA rights same thing with TNT and then the fact that Kawhi Leonard missed the ESPN game and played on the TNT game has to make ESPN even more upset. It's like, yo, you can't sit out nationally televised games unless you are actually injured. And the only way you're sitting out that game is if you're missing the next game. You're missing both back-to-backs. Like that, that's, There's got to be something in place for this to stop happening because while I, I want the game to grow as a fan, also, I just don't want to... I, I, I want to see Kawhi. I want to see the best players in the NBA. I, that's what I want to see.
1: Yeah, but the see, the problem is, is that I think the players are prima donnas. and You can say, oh, they're athletes taking care of your body. Man, that, I mean, bro, they're getting paid like $40 million a year <laughs> to hoop. You know what right. I mean? I mean, I understand it's their job and it's a profession, but... He can pay like $40 million a year to hoop, because we're not talking about the dude that just made the roster. He's not sitting out with this shit. He ain't no load management, management film. He plays right. every fucking game. The, the yep. eighth man on the roster, he's not sitting out no games because he sprained his ankle. This is only your top-tier talent that is doing this. So if you're telling me these these issues on your body only affects the the dudes is making $45 million a year, it's bullshit, man. I'm out. I like what James Harden said, man. Ain't no load management for me. I'm out here trying to get it. Now, he's a yep. stat chaser, but I understand For it. sure. You know what I'm saying? I understand what he's saying. That's how it used to be. How is it nowadays that now 82 games is way too much? So, in order to keep the 82, they tried to stretch the season last year. They started the season two weeks earlier. Because this isn't like the NFL. There's not guaranteed four preseason games. You schedule right. your own preseason games. Some years, you, I think there's a minimum of like four or five. But you can schedule how many ones. You, you can schedule 12. You schedule four? You know what I'm saying? You don't have to schedule a bunch of preseason games. Uh, So that's up to the team and organization, and the players don't have control of that, but still. And then after that, last year, they tried to stretch the season. They started the season two weeks earlier to cut down on back-to-backs and triple-headers and four or five times a week, and then the players still said the season was too long. You know what I'm saying? So you're not going to cut – I just don't believe they're going to cut the game lower than 82 so it has to be some type of compromise. If you're not starting the season earlier so you don't have to have four and five games a week and all these back-to-backs, what can you do? The travel's not going to stop because you have to go back and forth across America and to Canada. You have to have these travel schedules. You're going to be playing in one city one night and flying to another city the next that's just
0: That's the name of the game, man. That's what you signed up for. You
1: got private jets and shit now. They were doing yeah. this shit on commercial flights. Exactly. You know, taking red eyes in the 80s. Exactly. <laughs>
0: it's, it's, so... Um, Just kind of switching gears a little bit. If if you could put together a list of five players that you absolutely must see in today's NBA, who would it be? You got to see in person, live. You tell your friends, yo, if they're in town, we got to go see him." Who's that?
1: James Harden. Uh, can I do Anthony, and Le- Anthony Davis and LeBron as a combo?
0: Sure. Lakers <laughs> in town, got to go see him.
1: The Lake Show. Uh... It's funny because I'm not gonna name Kawhi Leonard, <laughs> as good as he is. So I go, I go Giannis, the Lakers, um, Zion when he gets back, James Harden. Last one, Luca.
0: So I'm glad you said that because I was in Dallas this past week, got to see a great game. By the way, uh, Orlando Magic versus the Dallas Mavericks. I recommend, man. If y'all get a chance, go see Luka Doncic in person. That dude is the truth. Yeah. He is good. Not listen. And I know Atlanta. It worked out for them. Uh, you know they got Trey Young. They've got a young, exciting team. They're building great shit. Trey and needs, Trey
1: might need to be on that list.
0: See, I would take James Harden off that list for me. Really? Um, for me, I I've, I don't not me. You know what I mean? Like if I were telling my friends, like yo, first NBA game, you got to go see the Rockets. Nah. It, for me, it, the Lakers would be on that list with with AD and LeBron because that that's impressive to yeah. see. And this is the best teammate LeBron's ever had um, from a talent standpoint. Uh, Luca Doncic, though, man. I mean, this, the, I, I I true. I don't think Trey Young has an MVP ceiling. He might, but I don't. I don't think so. I think Luca Doncic could, could win a couple MVPs, man.
1: Bro, man. I, I don't know, man. Trey is nice.
0: Like, he Trey is. is super nice. The but one... Luca, I mean, the way he affects the game. Getting triple double. I mean, and Trey Young is definitely on that list of people I would want to see live. Um, but Luca, man, that dude is the truth. Giannis, of course, Giannis is one thousand percent on that list. Um, the
1: one thing I say about Trey that makes Trey—I mean, when you see Trey highlights, what you see is the deep threes, the cross-up, and the moves. But you don't realize, dude, as average, damn near ten assists a game.
0: His passing, he, can,
1: he his vision. He can pass right hand. He can pass left. Left-handed. Hand He's next level. Yeah, and. and you know, you see Curry shooting, and it sounds crazy because he's not. I mean, Trey hasn't hit the markers that Curry has. Trey looks like a more natural shooter than Curry. Like, Curry looks like the mechanics, like he practices on it, he works on it every day. But just natural shot, it looks like Trey has a more natural shot than Curry. Like, that dude is amazing to watch, man. I
0: can't co sign on that part, man, but. Bro,
1: I don't think you're uh, watching enough Trey game. You need to start watching these Hawks when Trey left. <laughs> I watch them.
0: And I- it like the I've never said the Hawks are fun to watch. Yeah. They are fun to watch.
1: Um, I'm, I'm on record of saying that I think the trade for Luca, even if even if Luca wins the MVP two or three times, this trade and DeAndre Hunter trade for uh, I mean I think that might be one of the best trades for an organization because it, it doesn't. But matter. you know
0: what, that da- I would say Dallas needed Luka Doncic like guess- Dallas. Specifically needed Luka Doncic because you see, I mean Dallas is an international city. Um, they ha- had a generational Hall of Fame uh, international player just retire. Um, you know what? So not you know. I don't know that Trey Young is gonna make the you know. Why, is it's gonna it, excite why isn't
1: Atlanta an international city? They got, like, the biggest airport, right? It's, like, one of the yeah, biggest, Yeah, I don't like, know. Whatever. What is it called? When you
0: think Atlanta, you think of one thing, and that's black people. Well, <laughs> so, well, it's
1: that, too, but it's, like, one of the biggest uh, cities for, like, where all the flights, like, stop. What is it called? I can't remember. Uh, stop to uh, go to other places.
0: The layover? Yeah,
1: the biggest, like, layover. Yeah, it's a hub, yeah. Yeah, the biggest hub. So why isn't Atlanta more of a... You know, international city. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's it's wild. It. Dang, I shit. Um, I want to talk about what's up with dudes in their hands. Why the hand injuries in the NBA, that's the most thing. Every year you have something that's significant. And it's weird that the NBA works like that. You know, Gordon Hayward broke his leg, and then like four people broke their leg. You know, yep. he's like, this yep. year, hand injuries. Everyone's breaking their hand. You got Stephen Curry with a broken hand. You got Kyle Larry. He just broke his hand. Gordon Hayward just broke his hand. Like, hand injuries are literally altering the state of the NBA this season.
0: Yeah. And what really sucks is Gordon Hayward was just coming. He was returning to form, Utah form. Um, And that's what we talked
1: about early in the season that the Celtics needed. And you saw that the Celtics were starting to look like a lot better team because Kimba can pass, but he's not a natural distributor. And with right. Gordon Hayward really getting that 28 rim, he was doing everything that they needed, that, that Al Horford role, I would yep. say. And then he goes down with a hand injury that's going to
0: force him to be out.
1: Did I name Kyler? And luckily – Yeah, Collar,
0: yeah. Yeah. And luckily, Gordon Hayward didn't break his shooting hand. So, um, you know, that's not going to affect condition. It's not going to affect his shooting at all. Um, you know, that's going to be at some point just become a pain management thing. Steph, gonna, they're going to miss the season. Yeah. Uh, Uh, And it makes sense. I don't think so. I I think you're going to see a a situation where uh, Golden State just hangs it up, and it it makes sense if you have a chance to get a top five pick in your Golden State. And so here's the thing. Here's what I really want to get to before we get out of here. Here's something I really want to get to. I think that. I I really do think that the Warriors... Because people... It's so funny how quick shit changes in the NBA. How quickly you're forgotten. Like, people are like, Oh, yeah, the Warriors. This is revenge. Blah, 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 blah. The Warriors suck. You know, they should fire Steve Kerr. They got the worst roster in the league. Nobody saying that. It's a lot of people saying that. That's dumb. But... (laughs) They don't have the
1: worst roster in the league.
0: But... The worst roster on the court, they do. But little do you realize (laughs) that if you had a top five pick... To D'Lo, to Steph, to Draymond. I don't know what to. Ma- I think Draymond's done. I th- yeah. Dray- it's so funny. Pascal.
1: I think Pascal going to get Draymond. To yeah. I, up
0: I, think, I think. I <laughs> think. I think. If you watch Draymond, and you've kind of seen it for the past couple years, Draymond. Draymond's kind of a negative a lot. Yeah. Still can affect the defensive end, but Draymond's not Draymond anymore. But anyway, you Pascal's had top five a better pick
1: version of Draymond.
0: A younger, more athletic version of Draymond right now. That can I, I think you're going to start to see that that Warriors team next year, they they you you can say that they they uh you know they're getting their their uh you know karma right now, but they are, they'll be back. This is this is not the end of them.
1: Bro, I don't. I mean, I'm not saying that they're going to make the playoffs. I'm not saying that anything like that. But the one thing you know, I watch I watch all the Warriors. Um, they're like my second favorite team, being since like Gil the one thing I would say about them is, man, there's a lot of teams out here with better talent, but this is a this is a nod to Steve Kerr. That's why anybody that's saying that Steve Kerr needs to be fired is a fucking idiot is because those oh, games, absolutely they play hard. I mean, I don't care what game. If you don't got d you don't got Steph, it don't matter. Kyle Bowman out there playing hard, Zach Pascal, um, David Lee. You put this roster on the court, and yeah, their record's not reflecting it, but every game I see them getting better, man. That defense, which was atrocious, the first week and a half is not as bad as it was before. Now, they didn't have d you know, so that makes your defense a little bit better when you put a rookie out there like Kyle Bowman is picking up everyone full court like Patrick Beverly. Now you replace him with d and you know, but they're integrating different things in because they haven't had any consistency yet. But the way that I'm looking at these guys, they're playing hard, they're giving a lot of effort. Um, Steve Kerr finally did what I said he's going to have to do. That motion offense don't work with the talent he has. Now he's right. just exclusively going D-Lo on pick and rolls like the um, Brooklyn Nets. Let's not forget last year the Brooklyn Nets started some shit like 8-17 and 17 or 8-22 and 22 before they really found that niche. I think with uh, D-Lo, Alec Burke, and all those um, young kids, and a Zach Pas- I mean, uh, Pascal who's really trying to find himself. I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs, but I don't think they're going to be as terrible, like everyone laughing and whatever. I don't. I think it's going to be a tough game every time you go in to play them. I don't think they're going to win a lot of those games just because D'Lo's not really efficient enough. He's not Curry. They had Curry maybe, but D'Lo, you know, 32%, 35%, taking bad fadeaways. Now, he did get hot on Friday and go for like 50 and then rebound and go for like 30. But neither one of those translated into wins. You know what I mean? Yep. Lost so, both games. Now – when Curry comes back in like December or January, it's gonna depend on where their record is. I definitely think Curry's gonna come back because, you know, we talk about Harden, but Curry's a bit of a stat chaser too. He's yeah. he's chased a little bit of history. He knows his three point mark, you know. He ain't trying to he ain't trying to get too far down. So Curry done played through some of those tanking seasons. He understands. He he knows how it goes. He'll go out there get his stats, you know, try to win try to learn. Um, try to help some people play with them. But I don't think that they're completely washed. Like, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but they're not completely done. Because this is a building year. This is a learning year. A lot of these players are going to be essential role players next year. Jordan Poole, Kyle Bowman, Pascal. These aren't going to be isn't names it, you're going to forget about.
0: Isn't it crazy how short – we talked about windows earlier. Yeah. How short windows are. But also, like, you think about um, that Warriors-Cavs run felt like forever. Yeah, it, it felt like forever, and that was only a four-year stretch. Wasn't
1: it a five-year for the Warriors though? It was
0: a total five, I believe. Five a five-year stretch? Then they went three what three? 15, 16, 17, 18 Yeah, so five-year stretch. Yeah, You're they right. Went three five years, I Yeah, that, that's but that's a short window. I mean, because you think about how like you you think that the Warriors just been dominating this whole decade. You forget that the Miami Heat were right before the Miami Heat. You know, with LeBron and, and Dwayne Wade, doesn't that seem like a lifetime ago?
1: But shit, that's just—I mean, that's out of NBA. A five-year stretch is forever, because you know, you talk yep. about how dominant the Lakers were with Kobe and Shaq. That was a yep. four-year stretch, right? I mean, I yeah, yeah, four years. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. I mean, the year before, yep. the two years they were together. I want to say six years, but they were only dominant for four of those years. Three of those years, then they got—they were together the eight. Sticks. Yeah, they're
0: only—they were only dominating from 2000 to 2004 basically yeah. uh, and one of those years they had a bad year and jordan uh,
1: jordan was a total of six years with two years a two-year break you yeah know
0: what i'm saying
1: like six years is crazy you ain't gonna see nothing like the celtics where they were dominant for like 12 13 years you know?
0: do you think that there's going to be a point where i mean so we, we're an nba player movement right i mean players taking two-year deals one-year deals you know jumping around as much as they have do you think we'll see another team like uh, like the warriors who are built like this like okc who were are kind of built like this that teams that are given time to grow and and really see you know you roll the ball out and see you know yeah we drafted this team because for the most part yeah people can give the warriors crap about kd whatever they want but they drafted that entire team for the most part, and they added, or they drafted the core of that team. They added Iguodala, they added uh, Livingston, and they added the role players before getting KD.
1: I don't. I think that's the only way you can win in NBA. I mean, even even the Milwaukee Bucks, when you got these small towns, the players only go to certain cities. You know what I mean? And,
0: yeah, but the Bucks aren't winning championship, but and, saying, unless I mean, they make a move, they're they're not winning championship.
1: Still, I mean, the only way you're going to get into that conversation, we don't know who's going to win or who's not going to win. Uh, a year before that Warriors team, you know, started winning and they were losing to the Spurs, you were never like, hey, Golden State's going to win a championship. You would have said they're never going to win this championship with Curry and Klay shooting all those threes. It's fun to watch, but they're never going to win it.
0: You didn't Right, but it. my point is those guys have been together a long-ass time. And you look around the NBA now, I mean, the Bucks are kind of the only team, like you mentioned, that's the only team that is really fitting that. I mean, I guess Philly in Atlanta. a way. I mean, you that, got am t- t- Atlanta. Yeah, but I'm talking about real teams that that, that are. That,
1: that's my point. You don't know who's a
0: real right. team. Right. We can. You and I. You and I are in on Atlanta, right? We're in on them, just like we're in on the Kings. Though that shit could just be fun teams to watch, but they'll never make a title or so, a championship game. So, so, so my
1: point is, we can't say that because we don't know. That's what my point is. That when the Warriors. The two years before the Warriors, like I said, I've been watching Warriors a long time. The two years when the Warriors are building, when they were tanking, then getting Clay, Tanking, then getting Harrison Barnes. And then they're going and they get beat by the Spurs. They were just a fun team to watch. No one really ever expected them to make a leap to become a championship team. Like, you don't know. That's the fun part about the NBA. Because you really don't know. You know what I'm saying? I I
0: cannot look around the league right now and tell you, like, who the next dynasty is. Yeah. Because I think... I think one of these, I think the championship this year is going to go through the one of the L.A. teams and probably Philadelphia in the east. Um, yeah, if I had a gun to my head, that's what I think. But do I think those teams are built long term? I, I really don't. I do think that you could see a team like Atlanta um, start to run things in the east here in the next Probably three to five years. You look at a team like Dallas. Uh, if they put the right pieces and nail some draft picks, you look at a young Memphis team that's building a nice little core. You look at a Minnesota who needs to add a add a, 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 a couple players. They, they need, need a point guard bad. bad. I'm gonna if, tell you, I'm it, gonna
1: tell you who you you still don't want to give credit to, and they're still just doing their thing, man. Phil, I mean, um, Phoenix, man.
0: Oh, I'm <laughs> and in agreement with you on Phoenix. Now that's
1: all young talent too. That's a drafted team. Yeah. They added Rubio, but other than yep. that. Ooh, Ruby, I mean, I guess
0: you know Denver is the same way for the most part. They draft their yeah, own talent, they're... so there's got to be there's got to be a team that that a young Portland. team that's brewing.
1: Portland, South yeah, but that's all drafted talent. I mean, they added Whiteside it is. and traded for Nurkic, but I mean that's only like one player. The rest of that team is like built. I Me, mean, you, CJ McCullum.
0: That's not championship squad, though. I just but, I, but I don't see champion.
1: My my point is is that we don't know what a champion like. Would you have said the Raptors were a championship squad? Like you Once I got them, Kawhi Leonard, yeah. But you liked him. you thought, "Oh, you they're going to a championship."
0: Uh yeah. I mean, they were in the number 1 seed most of the year last year, so There's
1: been a lot of teams that's the number 1 seed. Shit, Milwaukee was the number 1 seed <laughs> yeah. You don't think they're going to win the championship?
0: Right, but I I've seen I've seen Kawhi's I had seen his uh his body of work. Uh number I number I, I thought is, they were it's, championship contenders. It's
1: contender. hard to tell in the NBA because things go up and down so fast in the NBA.
0: Like, but would you say we're probably in a, a point where we're going to have, like, there's no, I, I don't see a dynasty in the next year or two, right? Like, to, obviously Toronto's not winning a championship this year. Um, I think one of the L.A. teams or Philly gets it this year. But, but you got to
1: yeah. let them know what you mean You're meaning because the cap kind of limits you, like, in this. Well, what I
0: mean is, who who's ne- who is the next Lakers? Who's the next Warriors? Who's the next? Team that for the next five years is going to run the NBA and everything's going to run through them. Is it going to be the Clippers? I don't really think so.
1: Yeah, because um, the injury, the injury situation, the low management—you know—I only think they got like a two-year window. You know, if I'm being honest, yep. the Lakers at best have a two-year window. Even that Philly team—I don't know if they lose this year again. I don't know if the team, as it constructs, constructs, stays together with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. So I'd I mean, agree with that. I, I agree with what you're saying but like you said you have to look at the young teams and you have to look at the salary cap landscape and the two teams that are built mostly to make a major move are the Phoenix Suns and the Atlanta Hawks. Now that's going to be predicated on both of those teams showing great improvement this year. Yep, got to make the leap. If they make a leap this year, then they can do what the Brooklyn Nets did. Because once you because once you see that they make this, you know, leap and they're an eighth 7th, 8th seed, you know what I mean? Then they become a destination where you go to. Beginning of the year last year, we didn't think the Clippers were a destination. I mean, me and you did because they got the dynasty maker. You know what I'm saying? You see the moves two or three years ahead of time of what Jerry West is doing. That's totally different. Um, But as far as having the cap room, managing the cap right, managing the cap right, Atlanta Hawks and the Phoenix Suns are in prime position to do that because right now they have a competitive team on the floor and they have the contracts to move to get two big contracts in there. And they can because they have rookies, they have drafted talents, they have the burr rule thing work for them. They have all these different things working for them where they can be a Golden State cuz they can add two max contracts. Now, can you get a can you get a major star to come to Atlanta? I don't know. Remains to be seen. Can you get a major star to come to Phoenix? It to be seen. You know what I mean, so that's gonna be the biggest thing. Is LA has a competitive advantage. Phoenix and Atlanta, they got like the weather, the city, but I don't know if players actually want to play there.
0: Yeah. All right, man. Anything before we get out of here?
1: Nah, man, nah, man. I pretty much touched on everything. Just keep an eye on the Phoenix Suns, man. I think they're a playoff team. You can't tell me any different. They they're the growing Phoenix, on me. I'm, That's watching, for sure. I'm watching the third quarter of the Suns game right now. Ricky Rubio, Ricky Rubio has 16 points, 10 assists, and four rebounds. He's in the most comfortable situation that he's ever been in. He's the new Steve Nash. No pressure. Steve Nash went from Dallas and all these expectations of playing with dirt to in the desert when no one cares about basketball, and you become MVP.
0: <laughs> Don't disrespect Steve Nash that way.
1: Hey, hey I'm telling okay. you, man, Ricky Rubio, keep your, keep your eye out. Envy, all-star this year. Oh, hell no. All right. Oh, sure. no. Sure. All
0: right. <laughs> 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 On that note, we just lost all cred- credibility. That's it. That, and you see why they call us two smart dummies. All right, y'all. We'll haul at you next week. That's it. That's all. Peace. Peace.